Hey, beautiful human family. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Being Human podcast. I'm so excited you're joining me today, and I'm excited that you're participating in the question, what does it mean to be a beneficial human being? I'm your host and fellow human being, Meg Hepner. Lovely friends, I have to share some of the great things that are happening right now, and I want you to join me. This month, I'm hosting two Soul Sister Women's Circles. These circles are for those who are looking to have powerful and deep connections with other authentic heart-centered women. During these circles, we dive into what does it mean to be a woman in this world, and how can we live in an empowered way that shows a true reflection of who we are. This month, we have an authentic, deep conversation circle happening June 21st at 9.30 a.m. PST. This is the circle where we gather together to have the deep conversations we often long to have, but seldomly get the opportunity to experience. This month, our topic is receiving. And we know as women, it is so important to nurture our feminine energy through receiving. But we also know that so many of us struggle with receiving. So join us on the 21st to hold some space for diving into this important conversation. We also have our wisdom and discernment circle coming up June 20th at 7 p.m. PST. This group is for women who find themselves at a crossroads in life. They have an area of their life where they're not sure which direction to take, and they need the support of a sisterhood to hold space for them while they figure it out. Now, for those of you who want to want to go a bit deeper, you're welcome to join a long-term Soul Sister Women's Circle. This group is for those of you who really want to do the work and you want to do it with the support of other women. You want to journey into how you created your identity, how your stories influence you, and what has shaped you into who you are. You want to dive into what does it mean to truly love and accept all of yourself and how you can walk through this world empowered so that you can make an impact in your own life, in the lives of your family, and in the lives of your community, the people in your community. And maybe you want to dive into your shadow side to wrestle with those monsters that normally we would want to run away from. If this sounds like something you're up for, this group requires a three-month commitment and it allows you to build an incredible community of women who are going through the same work while they encourage you and support you and inspire you as you do yours. So if any one of these groups is something that sounds like you would love to join and experience, the links for all of them will be in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's dive in to today's podcast. So I know I've said this before, but I have to say it again because I think it's so massively important. Many of us get into self-discovery or a healing journey because we think there's something wrong with us, something that needs fixing. And we make the assumption that the answers we're looking for are somewhere outside of ourselves. And so we go on this never-ending path of trying to find out everything that's wrong with us and then trying to fix it all to make it right. Now, if that's how your journey started That's okay. I know that's how mine started. The only thing is that if we stay in that mode of thinking, we are doing all of our healing from a foundation of fear, of thinking there's something fundamentally wrong with us. And this causes us to feel separate from other people. 
And here's the thing, the ego thrives on feeling separate. So even though we're on a healing journey, some of us can be there for years. We don't understand why we're not feeling better yet, so to speak, or why we're not fixed yet. And that's why it's so important that at some time during your journey, you shift from a foundation of fear to a foundation of love. This happens when we accept all of ourselves without judging how we show up, what we experience, or how we respond to our experiences. And with a focus on what we long to create, not what we need to fix. I want to create and nurture the values of love, forgiveness, and gratitude not because there's something wrong with me if I don't, but because there's a longing in me to express those things. And there's a longing in me to create a more beautiful world for others to live in. When our foundation changes from fear to love, we can actually begin to really enjoy the process of healing and self-discovery. And we often find creative resources inside of us that we never knew that we had. And so we shift from looking for all the answers outside of ourselves to really also looking inward to use the resources and the creativity that we already have and own. And it's actually one of those creative resources that I've really been thinking about recently. If there's one thing that most human beings have in common, it's the love of storytelling. It's why we love to watch movies, why we read books, why we listen to podcasts, and why we sit around the fire and chat. Human beings are master storytellers, and we've been telling stories since the dawn of civilization. But storytelling is so much more than just a fun way to exchange and learn information. Storytelling is actually how we keep track of all of the experiences that we go through and all of the information that we come into contact with. We then use those experiences and that information to build our identity, to build our culture, and to build our societies. Because here's the thing, our minds can take in so much more information than we can actually process. Our subconscious notices and keeps track of everything. And then it filters information to us so that we can take in what it deems is most important. Because if we were to take in everything, we would quickly become overwhelmed. And so we take what our subconscious gives us and we shape that into a story so that we can remember our experiences more easily and so that we can build an identity that gives us consistency in how we show up and how we navigate the world. Storytelling to keep track of information is actually what defines us as human beings. It's in our DNA. If we didn't do this, like I said, we'd be totally overwhelmed with everything that we're taking in constantly. And so because it's in our DNA, it's one of our incredible resources as human beings, right? I mean, dogs don't tell stories. (laughs) Birds don't tell stories. They all go on instinct, but we have the power of storytelling. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is, am I using this ability in a way that's beneficial to me? Am I using this power in a way that allows me to show up the way that I want to show up? that allows me to connect with my most creative 
and resourceful self. Here's the thing, right? Just because we tell a story doesn't make that story true. The only reason a story feels true is because we attach strong emotion to it. And so obviously those emotions are a a real, feel like a real experience to us. And because our subconscious highlights the things to support that story. So it seems like we have evidence and then it hides other evidence from us that would challenge the story. And then thirdly, we tend to tell the same type of story over and over and over again, just using different characters and circumstances. And so all of those three things combined make a story seem legit, make it seem like the real deal. And let me give you an example. So I I work full time. And when I'm done work, I will come out of my office and occasionally my house will look like a bomb exploded (laughs) in it. Occasionally there will be dishes everywhere and the dog's toys are everywhere and there's electronics all over the place. And I immediately, like all human beings, begin to tell a story as I see the circumstances around me. And I have a choice. I can either go, oh, look at this. I, my house is a mess. No one has done anything. They expect me to do all this, et cetera, et cetera. And I can begin to tell a story that is really unbeneficial to me. I can begin to tell a story on how, you know, everything is on my shoulders. Nobody helps out. You know, I haven't taught my kids well enough to clean the house or to clean up after themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And the interesting thing about that story is it could potentially be true, but it could potentially also not be true. If I've told this type of story for a long time, it will feel really, really true to me, but I could also approach it in a completely different way, right? Let's say I walk out of my office and the house looks like there's a bomb gone off in it. I could also tell the story that wow, it looks like in my absence, a lot of life happened. A lot of amazing things went on. My kids fed themselves. They played with their dog. They bonded over watching crazy YouTube videos. They did all kinds of exciting things in my absence. Now, depending on which story I decide is true, it will change the way that I respond, right? So if I go with the first story that Ugh, it's all on my shoulders and nobody helps me, et cetera, et cetera, I give myself a certain identity in that story, right? And that story is overworked, uncared for, you know, you can use whatever languaging you want there, but that becomes my identity. I also give myself a set of challenges or problems, right? nobody's helping me. I'm doing this all alone. You know, I haven't taught my family well enough to clean up after themselves. All of these things become my problems or my challenges. And then I also set a trajectory for myself because the moment I come into contact with my children, I will not go, Oh my gosh, tell me about your day. I will go, Oh, couldn't you guys have cleaned up after yourself? Right? So in that first story, I give myself an identity I give myself challenges and problems and I set a trajectory and really it's not my most beneficial. If I go with the second story, oh my gosh, there was so much life lived here, blah, 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 blah. I give myself an identity of someone who enjoys what their kids experience and is happy that they've done a bunch of things in my absence, right? That they have a close bond and that they've taken care of the dogs by playing with them and and that they've been fed. And so I give myself 
an identity of someone who's grateful for all of these things, right? I give myself a different set of challenges, which might be something like, you know, how do I enjoy all of these things with them while still teaching them to tidy up? Or how do I now sit down and listen to all the adventures of the day? Those might be my, the challenges for me, or those might be, you know, the opportunities for me. And then I also set myself on a trajectory. When I do come into contact with them, the first thing that I'll say is, oh my word, It looks like you had a crazy day. Tell me all about it. And then I want to hear it, right? And so I I give this story because it's a real life story for me. I had to make that choice, Um, especially over the summer months when my kids are out of school and I'm still working full time. Every day I have to ask myself when I walk out of my office, what is my story going to be when I see the condition of my home? Now, sometimes it's lovely and wonderful and they've tidied up everything and sometimes it's not. And so I can sit with them and enjoy them telling me about their day or I can say, hey, tell me about your day while we tidy up together. And it becomes a bonding experience instead of an experience that pulls us apart. Now, here's the thing. Which one of those stories is true? Well, both of those have been true at different parts of my life, right? Sometimes I've felt like the overworked person who nobody helps. And that felt extremely true to me. But I've also been that person that went, wow, I'm so grateful for the adventures here. And that's also been true for me. So the choice becomes, which one do I choose? On which one do I shine my focus and give my attention to? Because that's the free will that we all have. We don't have to believe every story that comes to us. We don't have to believe every thought that we have because we are not our thoughts. And so we get to pick which one of these allows me to show up the way that I want to show up. And for me, it's not always easy, but the second story supports me in who I want to be in this world. So soul sisters, I'd be so curious about you. What type of stories do you tell yourself? What identity does that give you? What set of challenges or problems does it create? And what direction does it take you in? What's the trajectory of the story that you tell yourself? Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. And so until next time, take good care.